guys. Welcome, welcome once again to the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Angel Santos. And as you already can see here, mindset is everything and always will be everything. If you, I always say, if you, I was thinking to myself, I was coaching myself today, right? During the day, and I was like, if your mindset is in the correct path, it is everything, right? If your mindset is is a coachable, if your mindset is receiving the correct information, then everything along with it will go through. Finances, your business, uh, family, friends, marriage, everything. Everything's going to follow the rest. As long as your mindset, right? Because imagine the body. Imagine the body without the head. What's going to happen? It's going to be everywhere, right? The, as a matter of fact, the body won't even function. So the mind is 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 the chip it's the computer it's the computer up here so anyways i just want to throw that out there guys i'm excited to be here once again thank you for joining please if you're watching this on youtube uh please subscribe to my channel i greatly appreciate it give a big thumbs up also on facebook uh thumbs up comment below share i appreciate uh any feedback uh you could give me whether it's positive feedback or even some kind of criticism i'll i'll take it as positive i'll work with it trust me I'm here to learn. I, I'm not the one that knows it all. I actually I don't know anything at all. My mind's always blank and fresh, a fresh page every day to learn something new. So today I'm going to have a special guest. His name is Jared. Uh, I, he found me on Facebook, right? And he wrote to me. He said, hey, would you take in any requests? I'm like, absolutely. What requests do you have? So that's why we're here today because we set this date. We separated this date and this time for, for him to drop a, a lot of knowledge. So I am excited to have him. Uh, Jared, this guy is what he does for business owners is that he teaches them how to think at a higher level, right? Uh, to be able to uh, see the whole picture, you know, from that 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 outside looking in, right? So that's what he does, and he this guy does a lot of things. He's into music. He's a musician. He he's into uh, skydiving. I seen there out there. Uh, man, this guy is in mountain climbing or uh, bike riding. This guy's into everything. All right, guys. So. Get your pen and pad. I got everything here ready. I'm so excited. So, guys, if you're watching me over here on Instagram, go to YouTube and Facebook. Look me up, the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. Without further ado, let's go ahead and receive this fantastic uh, man, friend of mine. I just met him recently, so I'm going to get to know him on a personal level as well. So, Jared, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Good, good, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. And for my audience that... Uh, is going to get to know you. I want to, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for your time. I know busy schedule, um, but, you know, we made it through the Lions, Targets, and Bears, like they say, and we, we're finally here. So, how? first of all, how was your weekend, man? Everything good? Weekend was great. Uh, my little boy plays Little League Baseball, so most of my life is tied up in Little League Baseball. And, I remember you saying uh, this that, weekend, yeah. We made it to the gold bracket. We made it to the final tournament. That was exciting. Uh, we didn't get the win uh, at the final tournament, but it was nice. Uh, the boys played hard. They really did play hard. Wow. That's that cool, was good. man. That was good. That's great. We're going to see him maybe that, that last name handing in the major <laughs> one day on the back of a jersey. Maybe. Maybe. That's maybe. a long road. Man, <laughs> that's a long road. Even if you get called, even if you get drafted. Um, it could be three years I know. before you get called up, and you might not ever get called up. It's just yeah, man, it's a long I, road. I know it is. I know that's a whole nother subject. But, <laughs> anyways, uh, Mr. Handing, appreciate it, man. Jared, thank you so much uh, for being here and taking from your time. I really greatly 
like I always say, I appreciate uh, people's time on this platform because, you know, other than dropping knowledge and whatnot, I know that, you know, busy schedule and whatnot. And you've been featuring a lot of platforms. I, I've read your bio. Um, but before we get into that, like where you are today, I want to go back. I like going back, you know, kind of like documentaries and going back to where you started, you know, your childhood. You know, how was it like growing up where you grew up? You know, who, who was a tough one? Was mom, dad, you know, the tough one? Who was your your people that you followed examples, right? Maybe someone outside of the family. Maybe, I don't know. So go ahead and share with the audience your story. I'd be glad to hear that. Um, so growing up was, uh, growing up was hard. Uh, it, it was hard. Um, I wanted to run away from home every day. Wow. Um, but I, I knew that it was, would have been, well, at least in my mind, it seemed like an exercise in futility because <laughs> it didn't have, I, I, I didn't feel like I had anything that would stand up. Um, okay. There wasn't drugs in the house. Um, there wasn't like crime in the house. There wasn't um, any kind of like physical abuse in the house. Um, but emotionally, it, it was painful enough that I wanted to run away every day. It was just, it was not good. Um, the, the other question that you asked was like, if there was a tough relationship, was it your mom and your dad? And I have to say it was my mom. Okay. Uh, my mom tended to be very much controlling of every micro aspect of your life she could get a hold of. Um, <laughs> and that was, that was tough. That was tough growing up. Um, on the other hand, on the other hand of that, um, some things that were in that environment is uh, my family has always been kind of entrepreneurial. Okay. Um, my dad was self-employed. My sister was self-employed. My brother was self-employed. I've been self-employed my whole life. So oh, we just wow. kind of grew up in that that mindset, that way of thinking that's like, if I need a job, if I need income, I'm yeah. going to go create the job. I'm going to go create the income. Oh, okay. um, just a little different way of solving those problems, that strategy there. Okay. Um, specific skill sets maybe that might have been passed down. Uh, my dad did get me started um, in construction. He did show me the basics of uh, plumbing, basics in electrical um, and I ended up for about five years, I bought houses all over the country. Um, okay. I was featured on ABC nightline for some of the real estate investing I was doing. So some oh, of those wow. construction skills that, that he passed down, they did get, yeah. you know, they benefit you in a uh, certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, also passed down. My mom was, uh, she played piano, um, every, every Christmas she'd play like the same five or six songs that she knew how to play. <laughs> Okay. Um, also, they got you get your you get your magician uh, skills from there, right? Music. I, I did. I did. I probably got that from my mom. Um, I started on piano, and um, okay. I didn't know how much I hated the piano. I, like I didn't know until I discovered uh, the viola. Um, the viola is like a violin. It's just a little bit bigger. Right. It's, it's in the orchestra. Okay. And I fell in love with it immediately, and it just became my life. Um, it, I had two college degrees, and um, it ended up being twenty years professional classical musician. Um, however, at that time I was talking and teaching people how to access different parts of their brain on demand. Okay. And so 10 years ago, I kind of stepped away from that as full-time income into solely mindset. Um, okay. so I take people to the mindset gym. We teach them how to do mindset pushups because that's what rewires your way of thinking. Uh -huh. So you can access those different parts of your brain on demand. Ah, that's awesome. So, so after high school, like what were your plans? What, what were your plans? Of course you had, you know, the benefit that you were, like you said, creating your own, you know, job, your own skill. You, you were creating your own money. Like, 
what, what, but what was your plan after school, high school? Did you go to college or anything like that? Um, I did. I did. I got my undergraduate in classical music. I got okay. my master's degree in classical music. Um, however, after high school, the, the question answer there is I wanted to be a mechanical engineer. Um, ah. I enjoyed mechanical stuff and I thought it would be neat to be somebody who designs, you know, products and car yeah. engines and vacuum cleaners. Yeah. That'd be neat to be a mechanical engineer. Yeah. Um, but my family was poor and apparently they were also unsophisticated. And so just the prospect of filling out paperwork and application paperwork and scholarship paperwork, it was just, apparently it was too much for my family to handle. So that wasn't going to happen. Um, uh-huh. But at the same time, the music department at the university, they're like, hey, we got free money for you. Just <laughs> come play. Come be a music major. Come be a music major. We'll, we'll pay you to go to school. And ah. um, so I got a serious scholarship wow. um, for undergraduate. And then my graduate was also a free ride um, graduate school just for music scholarship. Okay. Um, so um, I played very well at that time, and I guess yeah. I was that to the university. Yeah, I seen some of the the YouTube videos that you had sent me in your in your bio, and I was looking at that was that was very interesting. That was very interesting. That's uh, not. I don't think. I think one of the toughest instruments is probably within the area of the violin. You know, the, you know. Yeah, people they they say uh, when I was in music, they would come to me. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I want to take violin lessons." I'll be like, "Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Do you want to?" be in music do you want to make music or do you specifically want to learn the violin they're like well i want to be in music i want to be a musician i'm like okay then you need to play guitar you need to play piano you need to play drums or you need to join the choir um but oboe um french horn violin That's a long tough. road to hoe, man. Stuff, yeah. I, I wouldn't i wouldn't no <laughs> yeah i wouldn't recommend it no yeah yeah, because you have to move your way up and whatnot. Okay, so then, so then, what after college? What what happens after college and whatnot? Okay, so after college, uh, I had a hard time. Um, so, at the university I was at, uh, we had uh, a conductor that had some kind of like social anxiety, mm. and he was just a nervous wreck uh, anytime he was in class with us which of course filtered to our experience of the quality of that education. Okay. Um, So in, in every university, you've got a handful of students that are the music majors. These are the professionals. This is what they do all day, every day. And then you have a lot of students that are just playing in the orchestra to kind of fill it out and get a little bit of scholarship money, but they're electrical engineers or nursing majors or whatever it is. So, at the end of the year, whenever the students would do the teacher reviews, the majority of the reviews would come back and say, this is a wonderful experience, very happy, um, it's a great class. But the majority of the students were non-music majors. They were there just to get their you know, small check to support yeah, their yeah. other. So they didn't care about the quality. The music Absolutely. majors were the ones going, oh, you're killing me, I can't keep doing this. And so they would write the reviews and be like, this is horrible. Get me out of here. Yeah. Um, so at the end of four years undergraduate, I was just, I was miserable. I was not happy. Wow. Um, and I had to get out. So I, I put my instrument down and I didn't play for four years. 
Mm. And during that four years, I was remodeling houses. Okay. Um, so I would paint, remodel, and add on, and carpentry, and all that stuff. But that, after four years, um, started to feel empty and unfulfilling. Um, and if you guys are listening, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where the work you were doing started to feel empty and unfulfilling. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that in the podcast. But yeah. So that's where I was at. And my brain said, well, if I'm going to work, I might as well do work that's fulfilling. Right. Right. So I got back into music. Um, I started asking around, hey, I'm thinking about getting back into music. What do you know? What's going on? And somebody said the University of South Carolina, which is where I live now in South Carolina, okay. ha- is looking for a graduate student. They need a viola. They need a viola graduate assistant. So I applied for that. And I got the scholarship. And so I came here for free to get my master's. Um, and it was like, yes, this is what I need to be doing. You know, this is what I was meant to be doing. And so it was back to a very fulfilling, purposeful life. Ah, okay. That's good. That's that's a big uh, change. I mean, you know, going from what you were going to that, that field. But like you said, you know, you, you had that emptiness. Like, what was that? You didn't feel like you were fulfilling part of your dream, you could say? Mm. When I was in construction, I felt like anybody could do what I was doing. Okay. In, any Anybody. It didn't challenge you enough. I, I mean, I could teach you how to do what I was doing. It wasn't special. It wasn't anybody could do. That, that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah now, yeah. now that I look back on it, I don't believe that is the truth. Like, okay. I don't I don't look down on construction workers. or something. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Just for me, I felt this is not a good use of my skill set. Um, I can pay anybody minimum wage to hold a paintbrush on a ladder outside of a house. <laughs> I cannot pay anybody minimum wage to play the viola in the symphony. Mm. Um, and that's so I, so I kind of felt like, ah, yeah. this is a mismatch. I don't, this is not a good use yeah. of my skill set. So that was one of the things that was pulling me back into music. Um, okay. Yeah. So then today, so now speaking about today, because we're talking about uh, what are the thinking patterns of success? So mm-hmm. for everyone that's listening, and I appreciate everyone that's listening, our heart radio, Spotify, all the platforms, maybe not watching the video, but they're listening. Uh, what are those thinking patterns? First, first of all, when you when you we use the word thinking patterns, like what are you specifically referring to? When what kind of pattern thinking patterns for that success? Okay, so a thinking pattern is a way of viewing the world. Um, okay. In the work that I do, mindset is a strategic way of thinking. This is different from personality, like whether you're optimistic or pessimistic, whether you're extroverted or introverted. Mindset is a strategic way of thinking. And because it's a strategic way of thinking, it's something that can be learned by anybody. Um, Now, there are many, many different strategic ways of thinking. For example, if you are in a corn maze and you're not sure if you should go left or right, right, there is a strategic way of thinking that says the best thing to do is to run Because the faster you go, the faster you get to the next intersection, the faster you can make another decision, the Mm. faster you will eventually get out (laughs) because you're getting more information faster. I like that. That is is a strategy, a way of thinking. Um, Well, I don't know if you've ever been driving to your friend's house in another city 
and you feel like you're lost at some point. Maybe you drove past their house. Uh, this is, of course, back in the old days where we had uh, map well, quests yeah. or yeah. maps or, you know, we'd have GPS on our phone. Yeah. Um, but when you're in that situation, driving faster doesn't fix being on the wrong road. What you need to do is pull over immediately and look at the map. Okay. So if you're in the corn maze, another strategy, another way of thinking about solving these problems is to just stand on a ladder. Stand on a ladder. Now you can see the whole corn maze. There's no mystery to it. Okay. Um, this is a way of thinking. When business, um, and we, we map out these thinking patterns with the Nobel-nominated mind scan. I'll show a picture of it right here. Um, okay. We use this process to map out the thinking patterns of entrepreneurs, and okay. that's where we get to see the blind spots in their way of thinking, the blind okay. spots in that strategy that have been tripping them up and the breakthroughs that are waiting for them. So, for example, to the, the corn maze illustration, there's a similar way of thinking that shows up in business for a lot of people. And this way of thinking says effort, work gets results. So if I can take more actions, I will get more results. And okay. on the surface, this makes a lot of sense. If okay. action gets results, then more actions is more results. How are you supposed to argue with that? The problem is the people that tend to pride themselves the most in being action takers, hustle and grind and get out there and go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tend to always have more on their to-do list than they have time to get done. Mm -hmm. Working harder and faster isn't producing free time. That's it's right. just causing their brain to look for more things to do. Right. And the th thinking patterns become blind spots in and of themselves. It makes so much sense that action gets results that they can't see that they're just spinning their wheels. Mm. That by constantly working harder and faster, they're not making a difference. They're just moving their food around the plate. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like that example. So, so we, I we used to do that when I was young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that's I right. Eat my food. Yeah, I, <laughs> I spread it around. Hey, I'm done. I remember. Oh my god, that was funny. I remember that I used to do that. My mom's like, "No, tall that mountain back up. Or you finish your food." And I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah, but that's cool that. because that's an important point. So about the action, like you know, oh, because you know, I'm doing more. I'm hustling more. I'm getting more. Basically, what people are trying to actually what you're doing, because I, I think, in my opinion, and you could help me with this, is if I'm that person that's doing that and I feel like I'm doing a lot more and then the end result, if I don't see the result and, uh, in a positive way, that's going to affect me because then I'm going to be like, oh, man, I did all this work for nothing. That's frustrating. That is yeah. frustrating, which gets to uh, the driving analogy. If you feel like you've been searching for a while for their house and you haven't found it, put that strategy down, pull okay. over, look at the map Okay. and work. When you, we get to the end of the year and we say to ourselves, next year is going to be different. All I really need to do is just try harder. And then we get to the end of that year and say, no, no, do over. Uh, the kids were sick. Grandma was visiting. We had that vacation. This year doesn't count. Next year, I'm really going to apply myself. And then we get to the end of that year. At some point, yeah. put that strategy down, pull over and look at the map. Um, mm -hmm. And the way we do that 
the mindset gym is to map out your thinking patterns so okay. we can see the strategy that's in place. We can see the blind spot that's been tripping you up. Mm. So look out the map, map out, because the map is the one that's going to guide you. Basically is what you're saying, right? Yeah. It shows us the blind spot. It shows us the, uh, the strengths that we could be leveraging for a faster breakthrough. Okay. Um, it shows us why that way of thinking makes sense, but is also keeping you from the results you know life is calling you to. Um, it makes a lot of things easier. <laughs> okay. No, it does. It does, man. I appreciate that tip. Now, out of the questions I have here, because it says here, um, um, the why, why do you claim that being focused on getting things done kills your productivity and checking things off your do list lowers your income? Yep. We'll, we'll answer both of those here. Um, so this is back to that way of thinking. Um, okay. A way of thinking says more action gets more results. What I'm saying is, the more you're focused on air quotes, getting things done. Yeah. The less productive you are. Now I know that sounds like craziness. So let's unpack it so you can see what's going on. When you do a task, it, whatever the task is, you return some emails, you reschedule some appointments, you write some content, you send some contracts in the mail, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. When you do a task, it doesn't address the reason that task had to be done to start with start with yeah. it's just moving your food around the plate so if i return customer service emails today it doesn't address the reason those customers had those questions to start with so okay. tomorrow there's still going to be customer service emails that are going to have to be returned <laughs> yeah. it doesn't move the ball forward if i put contracts in the mail it doesn't address the reason i was the one putting the contracts in the mail what is it about our client attraction sequence that causes us to even need contracts? What okay. is it about our fulfillment sequence that causes me to be the one fulfilling them? It doesn't fix the problem. Okay. So tomorrow I'll still be the one doing the work. And when you're doing that task, there's 27 other things that aren't getting done. It's accumulating. Yes. This is what yeah. we call a bad strategy that we cannot solve with stubbornness. <laughs> However, show you a different approach. If instead of spending a block of time returning customer service emails, there's another way to think about that. A way to think about that that says the long term is more important than what's urgent today. So instead of returning those emails, I go back through the last month of emails. I document the top three questions that we get. I document the top three answers. I write out a an ABC formula for responding to those types of emails. I go through my virtual assistants. I find the one that's the best at customer service. I train them in this ABC system. Maybe I spend an hour doing that. Maybe tomorrow my virtual assistant screws it up and puts some wrong answers out there. So I've got to go back and train her again. Oh Fine. Because once I get the system and the person matched up right, then I will never again have to do that task. Okay. This is a long-term solution that produces free time as a byproduct right it gives you some free time to do something to focus on another area yeah so now okay. let's take a look at why it lowers your income to be busy checking things off your to-do list uh, if you'll look at your to-do list nine out of ten things on there could be delegated for 10 or 15 dollars an hour provided you had the right system for someone to follow that yeah. they knew how to do it the way you did it and provided it was the right person for that job. If we had those two things in place, 
anything on your to-do list, at least 90% of it could be delegated for 10 or $15 an hour. So the more you're focused about checking things off and like you check it off, you're like, oh, hey, that only took me 10 minutes and you get this dopamine rush of productivity and then you check <laughs> something else off. Oh, hey, that only took me 20 minutes. It's not about how long it takes you to do it. It's about spending your time on the lowest earning task mm. on the list. And you're spending your whole day doing $10 an hour work and wondering why at the end of the day you don't have enough money to outsource it. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So what, what is a blind spot in someone's thinking patterns? A blind spot that shows up in the mind scan okay. is a way of thinking that <clears throat> makes sense. And because it makes sense, you can't see what it's hiding mm. because it makes sense. So, for example, um, this way of thinking that says um, action gets results like that makes sense. So the person mm -hmm. who's like action gets results, they have that right up here next to their face and they're like action gets results. How are you supposed to argue with that? I mean, that really <laughs> does make a lot of sense. Yeah. And because they are so right about it, they're holding it so close that they aren't even aware of everything else that it's blocking on the other side. Because wow. it makes so much sense. That's a blind spot. Ah, okay. Okay. So how does uh how does a mind scan? Because you have some here with mind scan compared to disk. And what like what, what do you talk about when you talk about mind scan? Uh so the mind scan is that process. I'll hold it up again here. Okay. Uh, this is the Nobel nominated mind scan that maps okay. out the thinking patterns so we can see where your next breakthrough is. Okay. Um, it is an assessment you can take online. However, it's different from others like Disc or Myers-Briggs. Um, okay. They tend to be questionnaire-based. And because you're responding questions, your subconscious is gaming the system. They also tend to be um, population comparisons. So you get your results and they're like, hey, 25% of the population also has these traits. That's not helpful information. Okay. Uh, if you went to the doctor and the doctor said, you have this condition and we have a 25% success rate treating it, that's not helpful information. We need to know what side of that 25% line you're on. That's what we need to know. Okay. The mind scan is only an assessment of the individual's way of thinking. Because of that, it is a fingerprint as unique as you are. And you're also not responding to questions as you go through that assessment. Because of that, your subconscious isn't gaming the system. Mm. That's that's good. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm taking my notes here. So, uh, Jared, where um, you have a website that people, if they want to reach out to you, mindsetperformance.co um, uh, Mindset .co at the end. And what I would say there is I, I might have made some like crazy controversial claims or whatever, but you don't have to believe me. You don't okay. have to take my word for it. Yeah. Just try the mind scan for yourself and see if you think this is a good fit for the way you do business. Okay. So you have it for basically like, like a tool. It's a tool that someone could use, practice with it, and apply it. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, they could take the mind scan for uh, itself. It, okay. it's, a, it's an assessment. An assessment. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, look at the results and see if what it reveals um is helpful for their situation. Uh, oh, this okay. is only for people that put a premium price on personal development. Okay. Um, if you're at a place in business 
where you still really believe all you need to do is work harder. Uh, I'm not going to try to talk you out of that. Yeah, of course. Go bang your head against that wall. <laughs> but after a couple years, you're going to look back and go, I've been working harder and I'm still at the same place. Maybe effort isn't what I need. Come mm. to the mindset gym. Let's map out the thinking patterns and see where your real potential lies. <laughs> I like that. The mindset gym. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. I have to go to that gym once in a while. But I'm going to do that assessment. I'm going to do that assessment myself and see uh, see what results I get on that because I could use that tool. Absolutely. Now, you have a book also that's going to be coming out, or do you already have a book? Uh, well, book is in the works. Uh, this is a mock-up right. I keep in the background to keep me inspired to finish the final edits. Um, okay. It is not ready for Amazon yet. Um, okay. I need to get those final edits done. Good, good. But what, what's the, can you share the title with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Thinking Patterns of Success. Oh, the uh, Seven Figure of... Earners Get More Done wow. With Less Effort. Oh, man. Okay, perfect. When uh, more or less is that going to be on Amazon? The end of the year? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We're, we're just uh, a couple final edits away. We'll get it done. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. I'll definitely have that book in my, in my library here at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. So Jared, um, so, so what do you feel, uh, like with entrepreneurs, have you dealt with like entrepreneur, what can you say for that entrepreneurship? Uh, especially now that it's something that's very common and people are, you know, getting into it you know, sort of say like, oh, I, I could do this entrepreneurship. And then they have, you know, all those uh, actions. Oh, I'm getting a lot of things done. I'm hustling. I'm putting, and then now suddenly, wait a minute. I think I have to go back to this, you know, nine to five thing because entrepreneurship didn't work out. But what do you think with that kind of thinking? Um, golly, there's so much in there. I know. Uh, if just, they're just going, just res- you know, briefly on that. If, if they have been an entrepreneur and it didn't work out for them and they want to go back to traditional income, I would say there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Risk isn't for everyone. Losing everything and starting over isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's okay. There is no shame in that. There are tremendous benefits in traditional employment and having that peace of mind of, empty nights and weekends that there's, there's tremendous benefits. Yeah. I do not look down on that at all. No, absolutely. Um, if somebody still says that like they want to be an entrepreneur, um, I would push back a little bit and say, I don't think you really do. I think you value security more than you value self-expression. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, the people that are wired to be entrepreneurs, they are different. Um, it doesn't cross their mind, um, the security and the risk, because they are going to c- create their own safety net. Yes. It doesn't cross their mind whether or not family and friends support them. They could care less. They do not need your support. They're going yes. to do it anyways because they're yeah. internally wired for that. So they're just different. Um, but even if somebody is wired, truly wired as an entrepreneur because they they are, are fine taking risks, they're fine losing everything, they're fine having to recreate themselves, they're fine failing, fine, they're fine with that because they value yeah. self-expression so much, even for them, for them to pause and take a traditional job for a while, there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. There is something to be said for rest for empty nights and weekends. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. 
So, Jevin, I appreciate it, man, because, uh, you know, what you have said, I have uh, truly uh, received a lot, and I appreciate that. I'm definitely going to be listening to this podcast again. But before we leave, um, is, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience that you we may have left out that you want to share? Um, just if you had a sign on your office, that sign would say, if I'm doing the work, I'm falling behind. And getting you... A, a trigger to remind you to think at a higher level about solving those problems. How else could this be done without me being the one having to do it? Okay. Perfect. And if you get stuck, always go back to the map. <laughs> I like that, man. I appreciate that. Jerry, I'm going to let you go, man. I appreciate your time. I know you have a busy schedule, but man, listen, uh, I appreciate you reaching out and, and, and asking, you know, if there was any, any, uh, topics or ideas that i would uh receive and you did you threw that at me and i i appreciate that i really appreciate that for looking at uh this podcast and whatnot like i said the podcast is made for the people you know just the podcast is it's pretty much about this it's about talking about real people real experience real uh experiences and whatnot and i appreciate your time i'm going to be looking for that book for sure uh in amazon and looking to get my copy so i appreciate it man all right big guy we'll talk soon all right, buddy. Take care. Be safe. Hey, man. Bye. Thank you. All right, folks. Well, there you have it, guys. Once again, look up the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Shortly after I finish here, um, I will definitely be having the audio download. Uh, as usual, it's going to be uh, on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, pretty much everywhere um, a podcast can be heard. So, Please subscribe to my channel. Great, uh, greatly appreciate the feedback and whatnot and the likes, comments and whatnot. So if you are wanting to follow this gentleman and his uh, information that he has, I invite you to look him up on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I've obviously seen him there and YouTube and whatnot under Jared Hanning. So I'm going to have all the information there shortly. So, guys, thank you again for uh, joining this podcast. And before I leave, as usual. Dry mailbox. I already have my products here, as you know. Uh, if you're in the Orlando area, you need a mailbox replacement, a mailbox insert that keeps the mail high and dry. There it is. We have the products here. Also, I have uh, my wife and I went to natural supplements. So if you need any type of natural supplements, please, I invite you to look up uh, this website there that I have there on the screen. And before I leave, I want to leave you on a positive note, a scripture that I truly love. Of myself, of my uh, one of my favorites. Uh, it's on the Romans 12, 2, and it says, Do not confirm to the pattern we've been talking today of this world, but be transformed by re the renewing of your mind. Once again, do not confirm to the patterns of this. So, in other words, don't be accustomed to the pattern. I like another verse that says, Do not custom to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there you have go, folks. You have it all there. All the information is there. Please follow him. Subscribe to the channel. And I'll see you on the next show. Thank you. Be safe and God bless. Take care.